This is Family Court Vision, the podcast where a man and his mom discuss all things basketball. On today's episodes, we have a lot of superlatives. You know, superlatives like in high school, you know, best dancer, best artist, things like that. So, so we got, um, I think we have most boring week <laughs> for us. For us, Not yeah. in the world we of basketball, that. but I'll for take, us. I'll take that award home, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's us. Um, in the W, we've got the um, biggest tantrum. Yeah. Uh-huh. By a team and a player, both. Um, in the uh, WNBA, in the NBA, the um, most frequently mentioned player, Ben Simmons. He's back, baby. Um, for our movie, we've got a lot of them. We've got the uh, worst, worst uh, uniforms, worst shoes, worst practice gym, most, uh, most smoking. Stay tuned to find out about that. Uh-huh. Um, and for our game, we we got a lot of bests. A lot of bests. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for an announcement at the end. But it's a fun episode all the way through. Thanks for being here. Let's bring it. Welcome to episode 41 of Family Court Vision. It is 7 p.m. on Thursday, October 21st. Not much is new with me, Jack. You just, as you were working on the sound levels, you said, is there a spaceship about to land? And that is exactly what it sounded like here. Like, I don't know if there's, you know, some criminal running around or something out in the yards, because I think there was a helicopter, like, right outside the window of the room that I'm sitting in. It was so loud. Well, you're facing out, you're looking out a window right now, right? I Well, I have the, you know, it's night. So I have the blinds down. So I'm not. I'm not looking at any. I can't see the helicopter. So, so it could be in the backyard, but we'll it never could know. be. It could be. We won't know. Uh, besides that, uh, what has been new with you this week? Uh, I got a haircut. Nice. It's. We are video chatting right now, but I do have it in a scrunchie, so I'm not mad at you that you didn't notice. It's. It's totally fine. Thanks. That's good. Um, everyone in the family has abandoned me except for your grandmother this weekend. Uh Uh-huh. So, uh, dad is in Florida golfing with grandpa and uncle Jay. Brielle and Sam are on an airplane right now headed to a wedding down South. Uh Uh-huh. And here I am. And here you are. Nice. Sounds like a very fun week. Yeah, I guess. What about you? As you were talking, I was racking my brain to try to think of anything I did this week that's out of the ordinary, but I got nothing. Has it been a a no-bones week all week? Uh, There have been some bones sprinkled in, but today is a no-bones day. Oh, okay. All right, gotcha. um, So, yeah, Uh, we finished watching um, Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I'm so jealous. I want to watch that. It is. It's two two shows in a row we love squid game and we love that show we think it yeah the second it was over i was like oh i have to wait a, probably a whole year for season two. Oh, there's gonna uh, be another season that's good i believe so yeah good um oh i i know what i did speaking of um murder only murders in the building uh, uh-oh <laughs> there's a real reason why i'm all alone in the house jack oh my god uh no um steve martin uh-huh. Who's in that show? Right. He's also in a movie called Father of the Bride. Came out in 1991 and Dad and Brielle and I watched that on Saturday night. How was and it? And guess what? What? There are several basketball scenes in it. Add it to the list. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was great to see the fashions of the we I Dad and I got married in 1991. Uh-huh. So the fact that this movie was out in 1991 was, you know, I'm sure we connected. Although Dad doesn't think he saw it, but I don't know. He doesn't remember anything. But uh, I'm sure I connected with it very much. Although, that you know, they're wealthy Californians. We, you know, we're not wealthy. So they were playing, they were paying. Now, obviously, Jack, you're getting married and I'm not asking you to tell me anything about your finances. But... Let me just tell you that in 1991, now they, the premise of this movie is they want to have the wedding at home. 
So they, and they want to invite like a bajillion people. Mm -hmm. And so they have to get furniture. They have to get a tent. They have to get everything. They have to order the food, everything else. So when they break down the budget, what they come up with is that per person, the whole wedding, not just the food is costing them $250 per person. That is, that was, that was 30 years ago. That is more than we will be paying. I'll tell you that. Imagine, imagine how much that would be right now. Yeah. How, well, That's, how, like, how, how crazy is inflation, do you think, on that stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, just so you know, your daughter landed. Oh, she did? Did she text us? Yes, she did. Good. Where? Where is she? She's in D.C., though, right? I don't, I do not know. She has a layover. So okay. I don't know if she landed, landed, or if she's, no, she's just in D.C., Okay. Um, But all right, let's get into basketball news of the week. Okay. I don't, I don't have any non NBA or non WNBA news this week. Me neither. No random stuff. And the only thing I have for really WNBA, the only topic that I have is the finals. Mm -hmm. So the Chicago sky beat the Phoenix Mercury. I was rooting. I was rooting for the Mercury. But at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. you picked the sky. Right. How about that? How about that? I am premonitioned. I have been uh, predicting NBA seasons for the last five, six years and WNBA season this year. Um, and I've only gotten one right. that I, I picked the 2020 Lakers. But everything else I've gotten wrong. And your first... WNBA season prediction, you got it right. That's pretty impressive. Beep, 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 beep. We'll yeah. have to see what I say for next year. I just, um, I'm a little distracted because I was just looking up the inflation from 1991 to 2021, and it's just about double. It's just a little over double. So it would be $503.51 per person now. Again, that is more than we will be paying. So I'm going to tell you that I think now this was just for our, you know, on Long Island, you go to a catering hall. So you get like the food and the service and everything else, like flowers are extra photography, videography is extra DJ is extra, but like for the basic party package without entertainment and decoration, I believe that we paid $50 a plate. That's, that's pretty good. So they paid five times as much in father of the bride as I mean, they, that, that, that did include everything. So maybe not five, maybe four times as much. Weddings are anyway, expensive. I'm, sorry. Let me, let me refocus. Uh, so at WNBA Chicago sky won. Um, so that's, that's great. I'm glad Candace Parker won. And um, Allie Quigley, I believe is also from Chicago. So hometown win for her. They had pretty packed stands. Mm-hmm. That was great. I was rooting for the Mercury. Um, you know, Diana Taurasi had a little bit of a meltdown and allegedly broke a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the uh, the sky rallied and apparently took the door with them on their victory parade. That's right. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love, that's like I love it. Expert troll level. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The Mercury also did not come out to talk to the media and that is in their collective bargaining agreement duties. So they were fined as a team $10,000. Viewership was up. This is Chicago Sky's first time they've won. Yep, yep. And the MVP was uh, KFC. KFC. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Kalia Copper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was awesome all playoffs long, mm-hmm. um, but especially in these finals. Yeah, I mean Candace Parker, first year back at home, mm-hmm. and brought it home. This is you know, and, that's really and all you visibly can moved by it. Very, very moved by it. Yeah, yeah. She got emotional. At the end of the semifinal series, too. And then mm-hmm. this one, she had a great moment with her kid. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, an awesome moment. We had, uh, as you said, Ali Quigley and her wife win a championship together. That's, I'm guessing, a first. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got their, their second set of rings together, right? <laughs> uh, I like it. But I'm bunch. But, yeah, you know, uh, they were... They're, I believe, the lowest-seeded team to ever win 
uh, both both of these teams would have been. I don't think because they were the five and the six seed. Uh-huh. Um, I think I saw a stat that said no no team below a four seed has ever won before. So either way, mm. it would have been that. How about that? Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they dealt with injury all year. They, you know, obviously had uh, various. Uh, issues and things throughout because they were a six seed. So it's not like they were this dominant regular season team, Mm -hmm. but they showed up when it mattered. Candace Parker brought it home and, uh, and there you go. Yeah. Congrats to them. Uh, we also had a situation with Diana Trossi and a ref in game two of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a little scuffle on the ground and players and refs were sort of storming in to break it up. Um, and, in the mix of it all, Diana Taurasi pushed one of the refs during this scuffle. Um, and she was fined $2,500 for it. It took them more, a day, though, to figure that out. Yes. And many people were saying that had it been a lesser caliber player, she might have been suspended for the next game right. or right. Uh, had a harsher fine or something like that. So I don't know. but Right. People are saying... People are saying. Um, so, yeah. So I, I just figured we'd look back at the season as a whole, too, because, you know, the yeah. season has concluded. These were some great playoffs. There were no, like, uh, I don't think we had any sweeps, at least when we got to the series. Um, and there were a lot of great games, a lot of games that came down to it in the end. Even the even game four, the clinching game, it wasn't like a blowout or anything. It, you know, it came. this guy yeah. had to come back in it. You know what the best game was? Uh, the, uh, Liberty Mercury. Yeah, that was an incredible when we, win. When we when we sat courtside, basically, we can say courtside because we were beside the court. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, I think overall it's probably a pretty disappointing season for the Aces, the Storm, and the Sun. All were, I think, expecting to get to the finals, and none of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, at least in terms of regular season surprises, the Lynx and the Liberty were were both pleasant surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished higher than many people expected them to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a great WNBA season. Mm-hmm. One of your faves, Amanda Zowie B. Uh, you know, I hadn't heard this. Yes, so they have uh, they give out this community assist award every month during the season to players that are you know doing important things, charity work, and things like that in their community. Um, but then they gave one for the whole year, mm-hmm. and Amanda Zowie won that. Um, her what she did this year, uh, she did a lot of work that focused on reading and education in mm. the Los Angeles community. Um, she started a book club with. Uh, a group of uh, 14-year-old girls and and her. It was an AAU basketball team um, Mm. and her. Mm. They started a book club, and they specifically read black authors. Um, And so, yeah, so she she won the Community Assist Award for that. That is awesome. Um, And then just a quick look ahead to this offseason. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I did see the league is talking about changing the schedule a bit for next year 36 games i think yes um what did they have this year third 32 okay um and so we had talked about that there's no olympics so you know there's Mm -hmm. that there's where they can make that up but Mm -hmm. the FIBA world cup is this year which a lot of the Mm. players play in and it is later this year than it normally is it's in late september oh boy so they can't really take a break because that's right when their playoffs would be so some mm-hmm. people were saying that they might need to start the season earlier start it in like april mm. and then be done by early september so that the players can then go play in the mm-hmm. FIBA world cup um and then on top of that i don't know if these changes are going to happen for this year but they they did talk about expanding the playoffs have you know making yeah. them not just single elimination so that is obviously yeah, you know, going to take more time so we'll last see. week i had heard them say that oh over the next three years or so they're going to do that but then like earlier today or maybe yesterday someone was like oh that something like that might happen this year yeah. this coming year yeah so i don't know so if that's the case if there's more regular season games more playoff games and 
there's this thing right when they would have their important playoff games. It, mm-hmm. it might be a it might be a different time frame of schedule that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. But like like this this year started in the middle of May. If you think about the the rookies, like they probably just barely graduated oh. or were they in their last oh, couple I, weeks. Yeah, I think some of them like had to go back and take finals. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're starting earlier and starting like April, then I don't mm-hmm. know how that works. So mm-hmm. we shall see on that. Um, they have not released dates for um, draft uh, draft lottery or the draft itself yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, this past year, the draft lottery happened in December. The uh, free agency started on February 1st, and mm-hmm. the draft took place on April 15th. Again, if there's a different schedule, those things could potentially be bumped up. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but that's when those things were this past year. Mm-hmm. Anything else WNBA looking back on the season? That's it. Okay, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in the NBA season. Yeah, Here it is. We're back. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, Jack. I've not watched a second of a game. That's okay. Uh, but I follow you on Twitter, so I'm not sure that I need to. You at least will get all your Lakers updates that that's way. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. So the, the, the season started the first night, the, uh, the Bucks beat the Nets on their ring ceremony night. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Warriors beat the Lakers, unfortunately. Um, and then just yesterday we had a great, an awesome Knicks Celtics game that went into double overtime that the Knicks Mm -hmm. came out on top in Mm -hmm. and the Hornets beat the Pacers also in a great game. Uh, they, they won, I think 124 to 123. Um, so yeah, the season has started. We are here. Guess what? You're going to have to cut, you're going to have to cut, you're going to have to cover any NBA. Okay. News. Hey, guess what, mom? Yeah. What? More Ben Simmons news. No. Yep. Yep. Boo. Uh, Ben Simmons this past week, um, showed up and practiced with the team. During one of the practices, he had a cell phone in his pocket, which just goes to show you how hard he was probably going at this practice. Mm -hmm. Not very, if he's Mm -hmm. able to keep a phone in his basketball shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next day, he apparently was asked by the coach to step into a drill that they were doing, and he refused, and he was kicked out of practice, Mm -hmm. and he was suspended for opening. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't play anyway, but he was suspended for their opening night. Mm -hmm. Um, he just keeps making a big stink. He's really trying yes. to get out of there. So um, I haven't really been following Ben Simmons news this week. Uh-huh. I have had a, even though I haven't done anything this week, I've had a very busy week. Uh-huh. Like I haven't done anything worth bantering about at the top of the podcast, but I've been busy. Um, so, but on Instagram, you know, I was just going to say, you know, your brother goes to school in Philly, but yeah, you, you know that. I do. Yes. Um, yeah, so he's one of our biggest fans, and he goes to school in Philly, and so therefore I follow some Philly um, Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. And one of them that I follow is called Water Ice, uh-huh. um, which is what they call water ice, which is like Italian ices, kind of. Yeah. Like shaved ice treats. Uh-huh. So this Water Ice uh, Instagram account has been posting these Ben Simmons memes, like, you know, funny things, like uh-huh. pictures of him with, like, his just emotionless face. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, that face when blah, 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 blah. And it's just pretty funny. So I was like, oh, God, I can't even get away from him when I'm not even talking about basketball. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after that, after he got kicked out of that practice, there were some uh, intense words uh, from Joel Embiid saying, like, I'm not, you know, we can't worry about that guy anymore. We're not here to babysit anybody. We're here to do a job. You know, he's not on my concern. And then just today, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Sixers, Mm -hmm. said that unless they get a great trade offer, that they're, you know, they're not going to butt. They're not just going to trade him just to get rid of them they're they're yeah. they want something back um so they're they're willing to to go all four years the rest of his contract with this bad situation if that's what it takes so all right we shall see 
Some it's more... like every time every time he tries to call their bluff, they call it right back. Yeah, which I, you know, there's there's a constant power balance in the NBA between players and teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and for many years now, the players have kind of been able to do whatever they wanted. James Harden last year just kind of stopped trying, and the Rockets were just kind of forced to trade him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, like, you know, we're going to reach a point where any player of any stature of any contract length can just say, I don't want to play any here anymore. Get me out of here. So, uh, you know, I'm almost always player empowerment side, but when you take all of these steps, I like that the Sixers aren't just bowing to his demands. Mm-hmm. Um, more drama, Marvin Bagley, uh, his agent called out the Kings because they told not his dad this time. Uh, not his dad this time, but he's he's clearly got some fiery people in his camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was told by the Kings that he will not be a part of their uh, rotation, at least for the beginning of the season, meaning he's not oh. going to get any playing time. Oh. Um, this is a guy who was the number two pick in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's been disappointing and he's had injuries, but, you know, that's just three years ago, the number two pick. And he's been told, you're not, you're pretty much not going to play. Mm-hmm. And his agent put out a statement saying, like, if you're not going to play him, then trade him. Uh, you know, calling out the organization for stuff. And he specifically used the the phrase, uh, the Kings are a case study in mismanagement. Ooh. So uh, the Kings who have the longest active playoff drought um, are dealing with some more uh, debacles. Mm. Uh, another 2018 draft pick, the number one draft pick in that draft, uh, DeAndre Ayton, is upset with his team as well uh, because he did not get the rookie extension um, that most other top players from his draft class were eligible for. Well, everybody was eligible for, but most other players from his draft class got in the past And what does that weeks. mean? They get to keep playing? Under their con, what does it mean? So after uh, the rookie extension is after your your rookie contract is up, which all, all of their contracts are up at the end of this season, you can get a rookie extension from the team, which is a five year, one hundred seventy million dollar guarantee contract, and then some other incent, you know, some other numbers if you reach certain goals, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's the biggest contract that they that age of a person could sign okay um and the sons did not offer it to him and he i mean they were in the finals last year he was a big part of their playoff run i'm not saying he deserved it or not but he felt like he did and he didn't get it and uh he is not happy with them this means that he will become a free agent at the end of this season so i would not be surprised if we see ayton on a different team next year yeah uh he is the first number one pick not to get this rookie extension since 2013. Oh, and so, who was that then? Do you know? That was Anthony Bennett of the Cavaliers, who okay. had a far less successful first three years in the league than DeAndre Ayton did. So. Okay. Um, so, all right. Okay. okay. NBA Top 75. They have- so, first of all, go ahead. Just explain what that means, and then let me interrupt you. Yes, so the NBA on their, I think they did it for their 35, they forgot to do it for their 25, but for their 35-year anniversary and their 50-year anniversary in 1996, they released... Just like a bunch of men to forget their anniversary. Yes, yes. That's a good one, Mom. (laughs) I don't Um, get any, like, drum, that drum sound. Pew, pew, No. Badoom. That one. There you go. Let's try it again. Just like a bunch of men to forget their anniversary. Badoom. Okay, and then the the canned sitcom laughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so they released their top thirty five and their top fifty teams. Basically, the what they consider the best 50, 35 players in league history up to that point, mm-hmm. voted on by a panel of former players and league executives and things like that. Um, and so this this season is the NBA's 75th anniversary, and so they released a top 75 team, meaning the, the 75 best players in NBA history. 
and they did it in clumps of 25, right? Did they do all of them yet, or we still have one they more to go? Ju- like two seconds before we started recording, we got the full list. Oh, my goodness. Okay, before we go on to that list, I just want to say that many, many moons ago, we discussed that we were working on a website. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was, it was, it was, you know, pretty set. Not that it was full of content, but like pretty set up, but just didn't take it live. We just didn't do anything with it. It just honestly, it sat as a tab, an open tab on my, on my Chromebook since that date, months and months and months ago. You really wanted to get a lot more in depth about this 75 list. Yes. And said, could we, could we, could we please do the website, mom? Uh-huh. So I did. That was one of the things I was busy with this week. Yeah. So uh-huh. I so I did, got it up. You put your top set all 75 that you think belong on the list, and you get great explanations and stats, and it's a really, really great um, article, blog post, whatever you want to call it. So everyone go check it out at familycourtvision.com. That's Is that right? right? www.familycourtvision.com. Yep. And it's under the blogs okay. tab. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's on the it's on the first page, too. Yeah. Did you edit it on the first page to stop where it did? Yes. Okay, because that was great. That was, like, so suspenseful. It was like... Thanks. I had to... It, did, it, al- it also... It didn't automatically transfer it. Oh, I it had didn't. To, I had to, re- had to put it there. Recopy and paste it there. But, okay. but yes. Um, so, yeah. So, I put out my top 75 list. Um, I put a lot of thought into it. I um, I also ranked them, which the NBA did not do. They just put out right. a list of 75 guys, but I put them in order of how great I believe they are. Um, and I got that out just before they released the first group. Um, but now we have all 75. So I, I have not been able to actually check and look. I know up to the first 50, they announced my list matched with 45 of them. Wow. Um, and well, what they this- did was they kept everybody from the 50 list so they just added 25 new names is what they did Mm. Mm -hmm. that wasn't the like that wasn't the criteria they didn't say that's what had to happen but that Uh is what happened um and i did not include everybody from the the top 50 list so i i think i didn't include eight people from the 50 list so Mm -hmm. i have at least eight differences there could be a couple extras well, I just a minute ago Googled NBA Top 75, uh-huh. and the only story that is coming up, every every single link is Dwight Howard did not make the Top 75. Okay. Well, that's another difference. He was on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, people, are, people are outraged. Yeah. I mean, I think I had him at 51st, I think. So it's not even like I had him at like 74th, like where he was just on the, the cusp. He was a three-time defensive player of the year. I think only three other people can say that in the history of, mm-hmm. of the league. He's a very mm-hmm. frustrating player now. He was he was never, you know, the best player on a title contender, although he was the best player on a team that went to the finals. Um, but for, you know, for almost a decade, he was one of the best defensive players in the league. And I think that counts for something. And he won, mm-hmm. and he, you know, albeit in a much smaller role, but he won a title with the 2020 Lakers. Mm-hmm. So he has that on his resume. Mm-hmm. He had, I think he's an eight-time All-Star. He he deserves to be on that list. I take issue with the fact that they just sort of defaulted to, we're just going to include the, the, the 50 list. If you, if you wanted to frame it differently and say, we're just going to pick, we're just going to add 25 guys to it from the last 25 years, and mm-hmm. that's how we're going to do it, fine. But no. You said the, there's a top 75 and we're going to put out the top 75. And I just think it's foolish to think that the 75 greatest players in NBA history are evenly distributed among the 75 years of, of the league. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, you're telling me that there weren't 27 better players in the last 25 years that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm telling you that there are. Yeah. The, you know, I do yeah. understand from a PR perspective it is tough to take one of those guys off one of those, you know, especially one of those older original league guys who are, are incredibly important to the history of the league. But the fact is like LeBron James is a far superior player to George Mikan. It's just, that's just, you know, it's just how it is. We saw in our movie this year, this, this week, 
how mm-hmm. different basketball mm-hmm. has looked over the years. I mean, granted, that was about 30 years before the NBA started, but still, mm-hmm. the, the NBA in its beginning looked a lot closer to that than it does to today. Mm-hmm. So rules have changed. It's tough to compare eras, but it, you, you can't tell me that Dwight Howard is less of a player than Billy Cunningham mm-hmm. or you know whoever they included on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's something that you know people like me get worked up over. It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. in the long run, but it is an awesome accolade for well, those who did make it. I would say that you need to write a follow-up article for the website to rant about things and to talk about how your list compares. So okay, well then get on that. Everybody, stay tuned for that then. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? News? Any other news? I got nothing. All right, let's move on to our movie review, as I just hinted at. The Basket. The Basket. So The Basket takes place in, I think, 1918. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Spokane, Washington, Pacific Northwest. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, after, you know, World War One has occurred, is, is occurring, Mm-hmm. has occurred and world war ii obviously has not yet occurred so one thing that oh so so it's a farming town small farming town uh, from the looks of it there are about 12 people who live there although it looks a little wealthier than you think it would look mm-hmm. it's a little more polished than i would think in a poor farming town but okay Far- farming town uh there's a teacher in a one-room schoolhouse there are some uh german children who for some reason, were brought to America. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't know how they got here, um, but they were war orphans. Um, there's opera. Yeah, big theme. And uh, and like a number of our other movies, there's some gambling. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And and decisions to be made. It was kind of a roller coaster with all these all these different things that happened. You know, someone comes back from the war missing a leg and, you know, we think that's traumatic enough, but then he ends up dying. Yeah. I don't know from what. Do you know from what? I might have been dozing. I think it was just like complications due to that. Okay. Because he seemed like pretty wrapped up when he got home. Yeah. But. All right. One of my notes that I had was that there were too many characters that we were Mm -hmm. supposed to care about. Mm -hmm. It was just too much. Like. I don't know if Helmet was the main character. I don't know if mm-hmm. Mr. Conlon, is that his name? Mr. Conlon. Mm-hmm. Was the main Mark character. Conlon. And then we had, you know, the mom was a main character and mm-hmm. all of the brothers in that family were main characters. And uh, Where did they get all those brothers? I felt like when the train came that it was the brother who lost his leg uh-huh. and the little brother. Yeah. I thought those were the only two brothers. And we had two middle then, ones as well. Yeah, there were others in there too. I was like, wait, why is this kid from another family in their house tonight? But no, it was it was one of their kids. It was all one, yeah. And and there were uh, two siblings of John Travolta in this film. I saw that in the opening credits. I didn't know if I didn't know if they were related or not. But yes, yes, they are both. Um, Ellen Travolta uh, played. I think her name was Agnes. She was the the shopkeeper. Okay. Kind of a busybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Joey Travolta played the guy who pulled a gun hmm. on Martin. Um, Ellen Travolta has been in a number of, of things. Uh-huh. I didn't ever, I had never heard of Joey Travolta. And when I looked him up on Wikipedia, he's, I think he's a teacher or was a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I'm sure he's retired at this point. Um, but there you go. The movie was, came out in 1999. It felt like it was a lot older than that. It did, yeah. I mean, it obviously it took place in 1918, so obviously that. But it just the style and the story. One, what I haven't asked you. We haven't talked about whether we liked it or not. But one issue I had with it that I sometimes have with movies is the over reliance on non dialogued um, moving the story forward just through vignettes. Mm-hmm. There were a number of those, and I understand them. And in a movie, you can, you have that luxury that you can do that. Yeah. So fine, but it just happened several times. And like, you know, mm-hmm. probably because there were so many characters. Yeah, yeah. It 
the movie itself felt really long. It was mm-hmm. it was an hour forty five, which is not an, a crazy long movie, but it felt really long. Mm-hmm. As I said, too many characters. The storytelling through dialogue, the di- a lot of the dialogue was pretty terribly written. Yes. Um, and a lot of the group scenes felt like a musical to me. There was a lot of how uh, that there are like. Uh, there were a bunch of, because again, there were a bunch of characters that we knew, like we reckon that that bald guy with the mustache, like Mm -hmm. he was, you know, he was, had a part. He, you Mm -hmm. know, he was important. We knew basically who, who he was, Mm -hmm. but he didn't really have anything to do with the main plot. He was there as like a general town person. Mm -hmm. And there were a number of those people. And so like, especially those scenes in the church, maybe where they were having town meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like, uh, you know, I got double my crops last year. Well, you don't make any money. Well, all my crops got rained out. Well, we got to buy this thing. It's $500. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, we don't know who any of these people are, but they're all just going to yell things out. Um, <laughs> so they were like the ensemble in a musical. Right. That So that mm-hmm. happened a lot. And it was, re- and in a musical that works because we need to quickly establish things and mm-hmm. get the general mood of the town. But in a movie, it was just very strange and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was interesting to see the the sports origins. As I said, mm-hmm. it, it looks much different than it than it does today. Oh yeah. So like for example, it was that old leather, like heavy basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was uh throwing basically into like a peach basket. Right. Mm-hmm. This uh Martin Conlin discussed that he played on he was introduced to basketball by Naismith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this took place in Massachusetts. He he came from Massachusetts. It didn't take place. He because he had Peter Coyote is a well regarded actor, but I don't know that that is a well regarded Boston accent that he used. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he had a Boston accent, um, and so they wore their like work boots and you know their work clothes, and they played outside on an uneven dirt area so you know obviously no dribbling also someone in town like the metalsmith in town made a basket for them and a hoop Mm -hmm. but you know it didn't have the hole at the bottom because it was uh it was made in the style of a basket Mm -hmm. like a peach basket so every time someone got the ball in the basket you'd take a big stick and push the ball back out of the basket so that kind of slowed slowed play down a bit Um, And then when they actually played the game later in the movie, I don't want to, you know, I know our our listeners are going to go watch this right away. So I don't want to give anything away, really. But they play a game, an actual game in a a gym. And uh, uh, this one, this movie might uh, qualify for worst practice gym, worst basketball shoes, worst uniforms, and uh, the most amount of uncalled fouls. And also most smoking by players during halftime. Yes. this That actually was a sentence I included in my Top 75 article. That, mm. you know, another instance of like, you know, we as a whole people are much smarter today. We know how to take better care of our bodies. So it makes sense that we're better athletes now mm-hmm. because we're not doing things like smoking cigarettes at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, in addition to everything else. But... Um, but yeah, they had they did a like a tip off um, after every single basket instead of just at mm-hmm. the beginning of the game. And there was mm-hmm. a comment of like, "All these tip offs are really slowing down the game. They should change that or something like that." <laughs> so it's like a little For, some foreshadowing. Yeah, um, we also had a different kind of commentary within this um, movie than the ones we have normally seen. Obviously, the ones we normally see are more modern. A lot of them are about. Um, race and economics and this was about economics too but this was um about like nationalism and Mm -hmm. uh wartime relations and things like that um not necessarily not necessarily saying they did that well but it was different Mm -hmm. um did we really need to see six different scenes of helmet practicing shooting we all knew that he was going to end up playing in the final game. That's where right. it was all leading. We all knew right. that he was bad at first and had to practice to get better. And that's going to be the whole story arc. So did we really need to, after every scene, see him go shoot baskets? 
uh, every basketball movie has some bullies. So we had some bullies. Yeah, some... These these ones felt empowered by their um, hatred of the German people because of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, the basis of their bullying. And from their father. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I I personally didn't think it was like... Te- like It's not 30th on my list. I didn't think it was horrible. No. no. Um, but, you know, it was a mid 90 or late 90s lower budget yeah basketball movie yeah so which is interesting because i feel like the this movie like peter coyote's not a and and karen karen allen was the female lead in the in it um you know she's in indiana jones movies so you know mm-hmm. not anybody to sniff at um and i the two of them were not like blockbuster block off, uh, box office people, but both known actors. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in this movie, that was wasted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this could have been like a TV movie that just had whoever in, in those roles. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, also, right. um, Eric Dane was in this movie. He's, he's as a young adult, like he's a probably, I, I, I don't know, I guess in his 40s now. He was the, I think he was the love interest of the German girl. So like the second oldest brother in that family? Yeah, he, he was going to enlist and then he decided not to. Uh-huh. Um, so, but he's a, he's a, he came into some. He's done fame. some stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for a ranking? Yeah. You first this time. Okay. Um, I put this movie right around Mighty Max. Like, I view them as similar movies. Mm-hmm. So that was a 3.25. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to give this one a four because I liked that it was a lot different than any of the others that we saw. And we got to kind of see basketball in its infancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that raised it up a little. So that's going to make it our 20th movie it's going to bump last week's movie airbud down to 21st all right um so that's a 3.25 and 4 is a 3.75 something either way that's where it is i think it's okay Whatever it is, we can do the math later. Three point, whatever. Okay, yeah. So that's where that is. Um, let us move on to our last segment of the day, which is going to be our Visionies Part Two. For those of you who don't remember what that is, <laughs> uh, it's our movie awards. We did this in episode sixteen, um, where we. Uh, gave out some awards to the first 15 or 16 movies that we had watched up to that point. And so we're going to do part two now and give out awards to the next crop of movies. So the, the first 16 movies are ineligible for these. It's only movies that we have watched since. And the, those movies very quickly include 1001, The Corey Weissman Story, Glory Road, Love and Basketball, Wolves, Fish at Save Pittsburgh, Above the Rim, Mighty Max, Full Court Miracle, Double Team, Just Right, Sunset Park, Space Jam, Two, one-on-one, High School Musical, Thunderstruck, Boogie, Celtic Pride, High Flying Bird, Luck of the Irish, Home of the Giants, Airbud, Today's Movie, and we have a documentary car- category. So the four documentaries we watched are Hoop Dreams, Once Brothers, Breakaway, and The Other Dream Team. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you here. Okay. I found this hard. Yeah. Um, you, I, I mentioned that to you at the beginning before we were taping, and you said we have a lot more movies on this list, and I don't remember the details of them. Yeah, I had to look a lot we've of them now, up. Yeah. We've, yeah, I tried. I looked, but but it's hard to find, like, one of our categories is best stunt. Uh-huh. It's kind of hard to look up what the stunts were in the movies. Uh-huh. So I have a couple of categories that I do not have filled in. Okay. So I'm sorry that I, there were a couple that I just couldn't do. That is, that is a okay. Okay. Um, I think we'll just go down the list of what I have here. So. All right. Let's start with best actor who was a real basketball player. Okay. Um, I have Buddy from Air Bud. Huh. 
You did not say who was a professional WNBA, uh, professional NBA player. So you just said a real basketball player. Um, and Buddy was a real basketball player. And I'm going to say of the of the basketball players that I remember in these movies, he was the best actor. You that is that's a great pick. Thanks. I this is I sort of have to go with this yeah. LeBron James Space yeah. Jam: A New Legacy. It's it's of course biased, but he wasn't terrible in the movie. No, I think he, he did wasn't. a he did a he did a nice job. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we're doing basketball player cameo, which last time you you told me was they have to be playing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I and I, I, I don't I don't have an answer for this one. Yeah, there was there weren't a lot of great choices. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so a ca- they have to be playing themselves, but also it's a cameo, so you you really can't pick the other basketball players in like Space Jam because they were playing characters in it. They weren't those weren't cameos. Yeah. So I had a hard time now that we've watched 40-something movies uh-huh. remembering who even has made cameos. I mean, could I say Shaq? That, you know, probably not because he probably played a character in any movie he was in. But, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't even remember. So this is one of my cat. I have two categories. I mentioned uh, best stunt. So best stunt and best cameo I do not have answers for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like Shaq and Larry Bird are good, like, just default answers for any of these because they're just in everything. Um, but I went with Dwight Howard, who was in Just Right. Mm-hmm. He was like sort of, uh, what's his name, Commons, like friend. He, mm-hmm. It wasn't anything special, but he was in a scene and he was playing Dwight Howard. So mm-hmm. top 75 player, Dwight Howard, <laughs> uh, wins that category for me. Okay, worst actor who was a real basketball player. Do you want to say it in unison? I th- I'm guessing we have the same answer, but oh, I'm uh, hoping not. I Ready? Know. I'm gonna say one, two, three, and after I say three, we're gonna say it together. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Okay, good. Whew. Shoot. In Thunderstruck. Yeah. Ooh, he's he pretty was... god awful. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness he's got the skills of, uh, you know, playing basketball. Although, if we did best cameo, just not of a basketball player, his mom in that movie That's was true. a star for me. Wanda. So if yeah, yeah. I, I would give her best cameo, even though that's not really one of our categories. Yes, yes. Um, okay, moving on to best song. Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Um, although this movie we watched this week had a very, very integral opera, which isn't actually an opera. Oh, it's they, not? They wrote No, they wrote it for this. I, as far as what I can tell, there's not a lot of articles about it, but... Um, you know, so an, an opera went through this whole entire movie. I didn't pick it. Um, but, you know, interesting that an opera is just one big giant song, basically. What I picked was the uh, rap battle in Space Jam, New Legacy between Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Al G. Rhythm. It's a good pick. I went with the, the musical that we watched. Uh, and went with Get Your Head in the Game. I don't think that's the yeah. best song in that movie, mm-hmm. but it's the basketball mm-hmm. song, so yeah, had to go with it. Um, although a close second was uh, whatever Splish Splash I was taking a bath from Airbud last, last oh, week. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the best basketball game. I guess I'll go first in this. Um, we both picked the Space Jam game last time, and I'll go with Space Jam A New Legacy game this time. You know, I don't think it was quite as fun as the first space jam game but there was a lot going on a lot of different characters a lot of different abilities and superpowers going on so it was fun um i picked the game in glory road Mm, yeah great game Mm -hmm. Uh, well uh, i can't remember their college something western Mm -hmm. texas western texas western yeah Mm -hmm. Um, although I did again have some honorable mentions for this one, um, okay. both luck of the Irish and full court miracle yeah. had weird Irish and Jewish elements in their, mm-hmm. in their big final game. True. So, um, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best coach tantrum. Okay. So I don't really like coach tantrums. Uh-huh. So the worst coast coach tantrum. Right. And, and so I don't actually remember if this guy had a tantrum, but I remember him being a villain, which was the opposing coach in Glory Road, played by John Voight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I looked him up. His name was Adolf Rupp. Uh-huh. So he, I, I don't remember if he actually had a tantrum, 
but he was definitely the most villainous coach that I remember from the movies. He was like racist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, not quite a tantrum. I did pick a uh, real Perlman in sunset park. She did I, not specific tantrum comes to mind, but I know she had to like stand up for herself. I know we mm-hmm. really didn't like that movie, but she was, you know, a female coach and didn't get a lot of respect for that and had to stand up for herself sometimes. So All right. there you go. Okay, best stunt. So you don't have one for this. Okay. I'm going to pick one that you like. Fish that saved Pittsburgh entering the arena in the hot air balloon. Oh, that was good. That that's, was good. That's... See, I wasn't thinking of that as a stunt. That's like a st- I was thinking of like a stunt. Yeah. You know d- what I'm saying? Stunt is a weird word. We probably should have right. picked a different word for this right. category. I wasn't even thinking of it in that realm of what the word stunt means. Yeah. That's like a publicity stunt, that kind of thing. Right. When I was thinking of like crazy, you know, someone flying through the air or something. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I knew you'd like that one. So. Oh yeah. That was good. Okay. Most suspenseful moment or movie or however you want to take that. Mm-hmm. So I have kind of a combination of things. Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to say the actual most suspenseful was in, um, what was it called? We Are Giants? Home of the Giants. Home of the Giants. But a repeated refrain in several movies was when gambling is involved and the kid who was playing has to make the decision of whether to throw the game or win the game based on his relationship with the person who's gambling for or against him, whatever. So I'm picking Matt Morrison in, in that movie, but also we saw it in this week's movie. Also we saw it in uh, other movies. Wolves. Yeah. Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, horrible movie. <laughs> um, so I'm picking that, uh, that, most suspenseful piece of a basketball movie is when the person has to figure out if they're going to help or hinder the gambler. Uh-huh. Um, I went with uh, most of the Above the Rim movie. Uh, that was the one with Tupac. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of, like, threatened gun violence and actual mm-hmm. gun violence and literally shooting people because they beat you in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was pretty suspenseful. Um, okay. The best player I'll start this. So the best like basketball player, like character that plays basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, I went with buddy Airbud. Oh, nice. Um, I went and we kind of switched on this one from the first category because I went with LeBron. Oh, okay. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Best coach. Yeah. So I was like thinking, oh, I should be a feminist and pick Rhea Perlman or, Carla Gugino from the Mighty Max, you know, but honestly, then this, this sparked in my head. So at the beginning of Space Jam, A New Legacy, LeBron Uh is playing with like a Game Boy or something. Yeah. And he messes up the basketball game Mm -hmm. and the coach gets mad at him and is like, you need to get rid of that and focus on basketball. And LeBron became you know, I know that's not autobiographical, but in the sense of the movie it is, became a pretty big deal by playing basketball. So true, I think yeah. that was really super good advice. And I think probably the most effective coaching of anything we've seen. That is true. Yeah. So the, I don't know what the character's name, but I'm giving best coach to whoever LeBron in Space Jam New Legacy movies childhood coach was who told them to stop playing video games and focus on basketball. You know what's funny is that in that movie, you know, he had uh, everybody in his life was played by actors, but they were all really based on his real life. He had a wife and three kids, two older sons and a younger daughter. Um, He had the like sort of attempt at a comedic relief of like an agent slash manager who is his name is Malik. He was the character's name is Malik. He was based on his actual like business partner, Maverick Carter. Um, and his coach, I'm guessing this, I couldn't find anything specifically about this, but I'm guessing is his friend's dad who coached them throughout right. middle school and right. high school. Coach drew mm-hmm. coach. No, no, not coach drew. Yeah. Coach yeah. drew. Yeah. Now I'm thinking uncle drew is throwing me off, but yeah, right. coach drew. Mm-hmm. And I listened back to episode 16 to, just to see which categories we picked. 
And for that one, you said, if we could pick a documentary, you would have picked Coach Drew. <gasps> so now you got so your I chance. Picked the same, now you I got your chance to topic. pick essentially Coach the Coach Drew character, and you did. <laughs> so. So see? Yeah. So. I'm consistent. I definitely did not listen back to that episode. So good job. I'm impressed. You like me. LeBron's coach. That's... I do. Well, listen. <laughs> Who's more successful than LeBron? So whoever coached him, that's the best coach. You're right. You are absolutely right. right. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Best documentary. As I said, we have four. Who? Four. Did cat- you pick your best coach? Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry. Um, I went uh, Don Haskins, Glory Road. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Best documentary. We had mm-hmm. four nominees for this. I was torn because I really liked Once Brothers. Uh-huh. A lot. But I felt like overall it was not strictly a basketball documentary. Mm-hmm. So I picked Hoop Dreams. Yes. Uh-huh. Because I felt like that was, I don't think it was the best documentary I've ever seen. It was, you know, it was long. It was, there were, you know, there was editing that could have been done. But I really thought it was a very great peek into the lives of these kids who were trying so hard. Yeah. And that is, that's the basketball documentary. Yeah. That's, that's the one I went yeah. with the other dream team, mostly just cause I love those tie dye shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, that was good too. I like the documentaries. I think I'm going to go on 30 for 30 and see how many of those, you know, there's gotta be others. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well they just released the malice in the palace one going back mm. to our brawling episode. So, um, but yeah. Okay. So then we have best comedy, best drama, best picture. Comedy and drama can't be your same as best picture. So the, okay. one of those is your probably your second choice. But mm-hmm. uh, comedy, I'll go first. High School Musical. I picked The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Classic mom. And, and, <laughs> 70s Pittsburgh. What I mean, what, what else was it going to be? What's better? Yeah. It was my life. Uh, okay, best drama, you're up first. Love and Basketball. Glory Road. Hmm. You okay. loved Love and Basketball. Well, that's why it's my best picture. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. And best picture? My best picture? High School Musical. Oh, okay. There you go. What's more iconic than that? Nothing. Nothing. And also, I, you know, was in High School Musical to the musical. That's right. So yes, have, you were. I have an affinity for... You, you know, the characters. And when we started this whole shebang, you know, you said who your favorite player is, and I said my favorite is Troy Bolton. That's right. Yeah. So. Full yeah. circle. Full circle. So that is our... Was that... What was... What? Full circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was an added meaning. I don't know. <laughs> but that's our that's our part two of... The Visionies. Um, so before we before we close it out here, did I forget to copy and paste the? the you did. Again? So I'm looking for an old one. So go ahead with your with your thing. Yeah. So as you do that, um, so we do just want to say that this is going to be the last podcast episode for a while. Uh, we're going to take a little hiatus from this podcast. We have done pretty much ten straight months of basketball coverage, and so. Um, we did feel like we needed a little break. Beginning of the NBA season, there's not a ton, a ton to talk about. Um, and, you know, we're not into full swing WNBA season yet. Uh, we did briefly talk about a possible rebranding to maybe when we come back focusing more specifically on the Liberty or maybe uh, the WNBA specifically. Uh, but we haven't made any set in stone decisions on that. Mm-hmm. Um but we will be back. We will make more episodes um, probably as the WNBA season gets closer. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, we want to thank everyone who has listened to our first 41 episodes. Crazy that we've mm-hmm. even done 41. Um, and we've had a lot of fun. And, you know, this will this will continue. I think I'm going to do more writing. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll put those out on the website. And obviously, Mom, you can too. And I have an idea for something I'd like to write. Great. It's briefer, it's briefer than what you wrote, but... Well, mine was 15 pages long. So. <laughs> um, mine will be less then. But um, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. We're you know still going to put out content, but it's just going to be in a different form. Um, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah. 
And that's it for episode 41. Oh, I made a rhyme. You can still send in questions, comments, movie thoughts, and guest suggestions to familycourtvision at gmail.com. You should also uh, bookmark our website so you can keep up with our content there. That is true. Yep. Yep. One more time. That's familycourtvision.com. Yeah. www.familycourtvision.com. Um, again, I don't have the script here, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe or follow and like our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or both. However you can rate us, give it, give us five stars. We you will... have time since we're taking a little break. You have time to go back and listen to any you might have missed. That's right. We will not see you next week, but we no. will be back on Family Court Vision the mother of all basketball podcasts.